to episode 2 of For a Quiet Moment. I'm your host, Nico Callaghan. Today's episode, Mysterious Magpie Mimicry, is the second part of a pair of episodes. Part 1, Pleasant Pheasant Phonies, was focused on the lyrebirds of Australia, and once again, this episode will look at the stranger side of avian life, or more specifically, a bird that does things with sound that are unexpected and unusual. Let's begin. This bird, the common Australian magpie, is mimicking a sound all too familiar to us. But how does it do this, and why is it so eerie to see and hear it do so? For Australians who live in outlying or regional communities, the sound of the fire engine's siren in the summer months is the most singular of sounds, that bizarre meeting of dread and hope in one klaxon. This video hit home for a lot of people in Australia, be they inner-city dwellers or those outside of the major urban areas. It was recorded on New Year's Day in 2020, as bushfires ravaged the eastern states of Australia. And as the fires raced through regional areas and skirted the edges of Australia's biggest cities, millions of hectares of Australian bush was burnt. The smoke filled the air for days on end, turning skies black during the daytime. The magpie's pure warbling tones are familiar to every Australian, but in this video, its morning song has vocalised the siren of destruction into its own musical language. But this is not the only recorded example of a magpie encountering humanity and in turn reciprocating our way of being with imitation. This video from the late 1970s shows a magpie singing along in far jollier circumstances. John and Vera Allen of Wallington near Geelong have found a companionship in birds that has brought them much joy. Over the years, they've made friends with almost all the magpies living on their 10-acre property by feeding them regularly. The daily meal has become a ritual for John Allen, a train controller with the Victorian Railways for 25 years until he retired. Professor Gisela Kaplan of the University of New England has shown that magpies have different and specific calls for various situations. For instance, an eagle warning, and that birds of other species respond to the magpie's own calls. But notice something about these clips. They are in the thick of suburbia, not in the bush. Many native Australian animals live in ecosystems that the suburban fringe or farming land increasingly cut into. And while magpies have adapted relatively successfully to urban societies, there are still apparent risks. And these include introduced species, habitat destruction, and ecological disruption. And as our own big cities extend further outwards into increasingly precarious territory, the wildlife is squeezed between the questionable safety of human societies 
and the danger of their own habitats changing for the worse. And even though magpies tend to cope while sharing ecosystems with humans, for the most part, perhaps this video from New Year's Day is so striking because we see something so eerily human replicated within this animal that we, those responsible for looking after the environment, have grown so accustomed to. Quite literally, a canary in the coal mine, it experiences the fires and the sounds that come with them, just as we fail to in our own ways. These sounds of destruction interrupt its natural rhythm, just as ours do, too. In 2014, the Australian biologist Tim Lowe published the groundbreaking book Where Song Began, Australia's Birds and How They Changed the World. And through comprehensive research, Lowe lays out a theory stating how birdsong largely originated in Australia and spread throughout the world in the wake of the dinosaur's extinction. This mimicry of theirs has had tens of millions of years to develop as a social outcome of evolutionary processes. These animals' social songs are ancient, but they are fragile, too. And we need to remember, the sounds that we have introduced are so bold that they are immediately incorporated into the magpie's delicate, nuanced song, just like the lyrebirds. And how quickly it can change is a rude reminder of how well-balanced these ecologies were for many, many years before colonial Australia began to spread into them. If we want to take solace or joy in their melodies in the everyday, we need to be prepared to listen when they sing of danger, too. Thank you for listening to this episode of For a Quiet Moment. I would like to acknowledge and thank Corey Zanoni for providing generous editing advice with this piece, as well as with the last. The next episode will take a break from the focus on birds and the curious things they do. I look forward to sharing it with you when the time comes. Until then, stay well, stay safe, and take care. I'm Nico Callaghan, and this has been For a Quiet Moment.